Hello, and welcome back to Runeterra Randomness, the extensively encyclopedic, firmly formatted, purposeful podcast with awful alliteration. I'm your host, Nikita, and with me is my co-host, Flash. Uh, what's hanging, Flash? Have I used that one? Uh, yes, you have. Uh, uh, dang. Not much, dude, but I, I will say I, this is the first week, I think, that, uh, you know, on Tuesday, you get, like, the chests open. Yes. Uh, so it was the first time I got a diamond one so the vault oh you got you got the upgrade did you get to level uh 11 or did you uh did you get like an upgrade or what what was it like like well because like in the weekly progression like you know how you like those three things like yeah yeah the three vault uh, chests yeah 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 so i got one of them up to diamond so i was pretty okay very nice very nice well you might be uh you might be you might be happy to know that that system is actually changing for the better if you thought that it was a little bit longer before uh because there was actually an update but before that uh for those of us joining for the first time in this show we cover all random things related to legends of runeterra and maybe any other card games that we happen to be playing at the time and i can now i think i think i need to change that info or intro a little bit because now we have been we have both been playing Legends of Runeterra for uh, for a while now. It's been a while. The game is not. Uh, I don't think the it's not like a new game anymore. I don't think people can say that it's like, oh, it's that new new card game out by Riot Games. It's not officially out, but it still what, feels like the that? newest card game in the space. Um, it's That's more because I think I think this is the truth, and I mean we're we're definitely guilty of this as well. But whenever a new uh, card game comes out a lot of people from other card games kind of come along and join the bandwagon you know oh yeah i'm uh, extremely start, guilty of that um start playing it trying it out um but it's it's curious whether we'll be able to develop a community that kind of becomes its own thing um so uh, like where it has its own identity that's kind of separate from the other card games or the people that are playing multiple games because usually pe- i think people will stick to one or one or two games um depending what they're enjoying and stuff um yeah i guess it would be nice to be in like a position where you have like you know what you're like regular 2000 twitch viewers you can just choose whichever card game you feel like that day uh that'd be a nice life um but uh regardless uh while that might not be the case with this like for us obviously because we're not on twitch um but (laughs) uh i mean i i've done a couple shows but it's not nothing uh nothing uh that i would say is like must see uh I feel like like live it might be like thing, but y- you know when when a show's good, um, a show's good when when you can like go back and rewatch a vod and still enjoy it. You know what I mean? That's when I think That's true. Like, someone yeah. someone's really gotten it down. I mean, you say like doing a show live. I mean, technically we're doing this. We're not doing it live because we're going to because it's like recording and it's going to be put up later. But I I don't know if you have you ever recorded because you've done a lot more podcasts than I have. Have you ever recorded an episode of a podcast and then just like not put it out? Have I ever recorded and not put it out? Uh, no, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that's the thing. So, isn't this technically like what we're doing here? It's like a version of live. It's a a delayed live, mm-hmm. perhaps. Per, per, perhaps I'll say the difference though. I guess with with this type of show is that um like we only you know we only have to really like be focused for like the hour that we're talking while i feel like you have to give twitch streamers like the fact that like some of them are entertaining for like two three four hours on end you know um so (laughs) very true uh another thing that's entertaining is the current meta because it's been changing every week now and like let's just get straight into the uh, meta update first up let's do uh, it mid-range banner man this is a 
This is a version of the deck I talked about last week. I talked about a Bannerman set. The titular Bannerman is the Vanguard Bannerman. It is a four-cost, 3-3 follower with Allegiance, Grant All Allies, plus one, plus one. And in a primarily Demacian deck, that's going to trigger every single time. And a Demacian deck, uh, if it is a typical Demacian deck, it plays usually a lot of well-costed, well-statted units, and that just pushes your advantage further. So that is clearly evident here in this mid-range Bannerman deck, which is the first uh, S-tier deck on the mobilitics.gg meta tier list. All the deck lists can be found on that website also. And just to read a short blurb of what the deck does, this deck is fairly simple. If you can curve out and pressure your opponent, then you can easily close out with a Bannerman. A few combos that you can do that are useful is curve Fleet Feather Tracker into Blightseal Protector, where you're going second for a Barrier Challenger unit. Um, it's basically... I mean, it is it is mid-range because that's that's what the title is. But yeah, it is a mid-range deck, has a lot of good cards, has a Fiora package with uh, uh, Repost and uh, Prismatic Barrier, single combat, just like stuff to help Fiora get the uh, get her alternate win con off. And in fact, has one Ionian card, and that is one copy of Deny. Uh, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's still 39 cards of Demacian. So I hate, they, well, I love and hate Demacian. Deny. I, it's like it's like I feel like you could literally just. I think we're getting to a point where there's a couple decks that you can pretty much just have one uh, car region, right? And then just have denies like as your second thing. Yeah, I Deny. I even I'll even say that if you have an extra champion spot, like this one karma that I I know I'm running it because I need to, but having one karma to produce just value in certain decks isn't. I'm gonna maintain that it's not a bad idea. Okay. Just like so, if you're running that one deny, you might just put one karma as well. Just because, like, if all else fails, you might have this one card that produces random value for you, and maybe can get you out of tough spot. Okay, that's interesting. But yeah, I I agree that I mean, yeah, deny is still very strong, and I think it's a testament to deny that it's still so prevalent even after it got its uh, its its huge nerf of being increased by one mana. But I mean, it's, yeah, it it's makes... not a big nerf. Well, it's it's good enough because it means that like. People just can't have like uh, spare mana lying around, mm-hmm. um, and you you kind of have to play around it. Um, although I guess I'll say this much: if you are playing more aggressive decks, you definitely just play the card you're going to play anyway, um, and just hope they don't have it. Because um, if true, you yeah. if you try to play around it, like you're just going to lose anyway. So you just have to accept the fact sometimes that if if they deny it, well, it's four mana down for them. So hopefully, at the very least, you wasted that deny. You can keep doing stuff. So. That's that's probably my least favorite part about facing a control deck is you know you have to you have to play through the 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 counters and all of the controls so you're just you you can't even it's like well I could play around it but I shouldn't because I should just play something else and just sort of play through it so they can get it over with so I can expend that resource that they have and just keep going forward which is I mean annoying but I mean in a deck like this a mid range deck a deck that focuses all on followers there's a lot of cards that. Uh, interact with followers like stuff like ruination uh, just and judgment just board wipes that I mean would be devastating and uh, th- this deck doesn't I, I believe this deck doesn't have any ways to bring those back so uh, obviously one copy of deny for those corner cases for just being able to swing in without having a worry uh, obviously makes a lot of sense and you know this deck's pretty good I've played a version of this deck I've played the one that included Zed but this one doesn't seem to have that one, so it's just focusing straight on all the Demacian cards, and yeah, I'll probably try this out later. It's actually looks like a pretty sweet deck. Uh, coming up next, Kinko Elusives, still there, still as prevalent as ever. Um, 
great mechanic deck is annoying it's i i think it's been there since the inception of the game so yeah probably gonna <laughs> probably gonna stay there for some time uh not much has changed uh next up endure spider so this is a different version of the regular spider list it is a freljord shadow isles deck um and just to read the blurb that's here this deck doesn't play very fast your primary objective is to fight for the board and make favorable trades until you can stick a large they who endure uh, a large they who endure against hard aggro decks like burn aggro you want to make sure you get vile feasts and withering whales in order to deal with the low health high damage followers like legion saboteur um they who endure is a uh six mana six mana one one card uh six mana one one follower that when it's summoned grant me plus one plus one for each ally that has died it also has overwhelm uh so yeah that makes sense for a strategy uh like uh, spiders because you play obviously a bunch of little creatures um this and then, deck... yeah no i've been seeing this a lot yeah it's, and then <laughs> like... it, it, it has two copies of the ruination so that's another thing that you want to die it has um in terms of the champions it has three elise two thresh and one trindamir um thresh mm -hmm. is a uh, champion that levels up by seeing uh units die and it levels up into a uh uh, a unit uh, the first time i attack this game summon another attacking champion from your deck or hand so obviously you want to level him up he also has challenger on him uh yeah it mm -hmm. just seems pretty good deck i haven't actually been seeing this one uh as often perhaps it's either higher or lower to where i am in the current I, rank, but i'll say that i honestly in the amount of games that i've played and i think it's because probably more people are playing currently mm -hmm. um i feel like i'm getting like a wide like a much wider range of what people are trying out That's um, good. I've, i have a quick question for you if you are so I'm currently gold four, right? Yes. Um, and if you are gold four, can you D rank to silver one? That's a good question. I believe every uh, like every greater tier, so like iron, silver, gold. I don't think you can go below. Oh, okay. okay. Like once you've so, hit the floor mm -hmm. for that, I, th I don't. I don't believe so. I don't know. Don't. I don't know if that. I, I like. No, no. I like that idea because it feels like everybody because they know they can't fall through that floor. They're mm -hmm. just trying out decks. Like they're just. That's why I think. That's why I think I've actually had a lot of fun with the game. Is because yeah. people are just trying randomness like stuff as well because they're at the lower uh, floor of, of uh, the thing and now trying to rank up to the next tier. Um. So so yeah. With that, I, I'm seeing a wide range of of these different kind of decks, and I think I'll say it, it almost feels like in Silver One there was a lot more people running these like top couple decks. Mm -hmm. Um. But in uh in in this in sorry now that i've gone to gold four now everyone's like just fooling around more <laughs> that's excellent i mean that's good to hear i also think it may have something to do with the fact that there isn't actually ranked rewards yet or there isn't even any sort of info about ranked season so there isn't actually any reason that you would want to uh become masters or the, the bragging rights which i think is well like... okay no no you you want to become masters if you want to start uh you know uh what's it called twitch streaming that's that's the only reason fair fair I wonder how actually hard it. I mean, I guess you've been you've been playing all this time and you you've gone to gold. I think you've only have. I think there's after gold, it's platinum, diamond, and then you hit masters. I don't know if there's a, if there's a challenger tier or something like that. I, um, I think if I honestly didn't experiment with the decks as much, I probably would be a significantly higher tier. Um, but well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, endure spiders. That's the deck. Uh, pretty good. Next up, Nox Ezreal. Uh, this is a Piltover and Zon and Demacian. Or not, uh, not Demacian. Oh, Noxus deck. Oh, I 
the exact same thing happened last week. Uh, just to read the little blurb <laughs> here, uh, early game, your approach is very similar to other Freljord Ezreal. You want to use your early units to block and slow down the game in combination with your removal suite. Noxus opens up a few more removal options instead of stall options with Noxian Guillotine, Culling Strike, and Blade's Edge. Uh, so yeah, it's a different version of the, uh, I guess, Ezreal control, uh, where this one has, instead of stalling the game with the Freljord options, it, like the description said, it's, it gives you more early game, more available mm -hmm. units to put on the board, stuff like House Spider, stuff like Arachnoid Sentry, um, and then you have, like, the great control tools like Calling Strike, Noxian Guillotine, and Blade's Edge. Obviously, Draven, another very good card, uh, something that creates uh, split spinning axes, which let you discard cards and give uh, play and give allies plus one plus O for free and uh, at a burst speed. So, have you seen have you seen this deck at all? Have you seen any sort of Ezreal uh, Noxus decks? I think I, I literally played it once. <laughs> okay. So, I also think this is probably more underrepresented, but this is a. I think this is a fairly new version. I. I think more. No, I, I haven't seen too much probably. Draven overall, anyway. Right. So. Same. Yeah. This is actually, I think, the first time I've seen Draven represented in in the what this is considered to be the meta. So. Uh, I, I, I'll say this much: I feel like there's there's definitely it's starting to get to a point where there's a lot of pl players. How, how many more meta decks actually do we have to get through before I? Uh, there's one more, but it's one that we've seen before. Okay, let's let's go through that, and then I want to talk a little bit about I think how a couple like how people are approaching the game when it comes to these meta decks. I'll talk okay, about that in sure. a sec. Uh, but yeah, so that was Nox Ezreal. It's a new twist on the standard Ezreal Freljord combo. Uh, after that, at the fifth spot, which is the first A-tier deck, those previous four were at the S-tier, so presumably they're the best and they can only compete with each other. Uh, the next one, that's the A-tier. I think it's been relegated to A-tier down from S-tier since last week, is Spooky Karma, um, which is the standard uh, Ionian Shadow Isles deck that focuses around basically stalling the game out, uh, using Karma to our advantage, um, using stuff like Dark, Dark Water Scourge, a very well-costed, uh, uh, very well-costed, a very low-costed, high-power unit with Ephemeral, which then you can use Deathmark to remove that Ephemeral and put it on an opposing unit to get your trades and to leave your units uh, staying there. So it's a deck that we've seen before. It's still very good. Um, basically, you want your stuff to die and you use Karma for the late game. Uh, and yeah, and that's the, that's the current meta. So it's been shifting. I don't know exactly. I mean, this this is probably still a uh, just more stuff shifting around from that update that happened two weeks ago that we talked about last week. And yeah, that's the that's the current meta game. Uh, so yeah, what, what did you what did you want to say? Flash? Yeah, so so I kind of feel like what you're getting is the people that will see like, oh, this is a new meta deck. There's people that have like either their one deck that they're running and they're just going to run that the whole time. Then there's That's the true. people who like look at these websites and be like, what's a, what can I, what will be fun? Like a little bit different that I can try out, but still is going to win me a lot of games. So I think, I think that's what the meta kind of report really like reflects those people that like, they're not just going to play one deck and win a bunch. They want to have a little bit of spice, um, but they don't want to uh, kind of be, be uh, like, completely like making new decks like maybe they 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 like playing the game more than actually the deck building part of it mm -hmm. um which i'll tell you right now the deck building parts there are times where it feels very uh like i probably give up on certain deck archetypes a little too quickly but there's only so many times you can lose two or three games in a row to one of these like meta decks and then you're like oh i need my deck to at least be like somewhat viable against this completely fair um something that i think 
or that I think about sometimes, uh, presumably, I don't think the game is actually gaining any new players. So in my head, all of the people that are playing have been playing since the beginning when the game comes out. And I'm wondering if there was, because I went through this all, like I was just, I was playing Shadow Isles. I talked about, it, I, mm. I think I've talked about it too much now, like just playing Shadow Isles all the time, just because that was the best deck that I had. And that was the only deck I was really winning with. And I eventually just did like a hard switch off of it. And I haven't really looked back since just because I got bored. Like I just wasn't, I, I don't know. Like I, I've played the deck enough. I've seen what all the cards do and everybody's playing other stuff. And I, you know, so I'm wondering well, if, with, if the meta can no, switch because of that. I, 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 we should probably look into it more than before I say this, but I'll say it anyway. With no like big tournament type things going on, I feel for Legends of Runeterra, it's maybe a lot of those like players that would like to grind it competitively aren't really seeing the value in that, if that makes sense. So I think I think if if we had like, oh, there's tournaments coming up or there's big things, you'd all of a sudden, especially the higher ranks, I'd imagine. Well, I imagine the higher ranks you have those med decks anyway, but like you see tournament, then everybody all of a sudden is just playing the only only the meta decks to <laughs> mm-hmm. to uh to, to kind of get ready for that tournament, right? No, hundred percent. I think there have been some Korean tournaments where that were like pretty high production value. I think they were supported by Riot or Tencent, where I guess they probably were just like trying out um, the game's format um, and like the different. I think they used a variation of Hearthstones. Uh, like you bring three decks and then your opponent like bands one and then you play with the other two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conquest format. format. I exactly. actually really yeah. like that format. So, because yeah. it, it would it would prevent this. It would prevent the people that would just literally be running only one deck. That's fair. Like, I, I think I probably still prefer Magic's one deck with a sideboard. I think sideboard is a much more. I don't. Know, I can wrap my hand around that more. I don't think I've ever played. I mean, I've never played any card digital card game competitively. I played Magic the Gathering competitively, but I've never played. In a situation I, where I have to bring three decks. There, I guess there's two schools of thought. I think from a totality of how good are you at the game, Conquest, like the, the Hearthstone format, I think is better because it means me. you, it requires you to know how to run different types of decks. It, you can't just run one type of deck and be really good at it. Um, but there is something to be said that maybe, in, especially with Magic, just the way the game plays um right you have like larger deck sizes uh that that like having you know having three especially three competitive decks that you have to pay for would be just exhausting you know 100 percent, yeah I completely yeah so that. like i think i think from that perspective but also like it might literally be like no we can we can guarantee this was a better player because they had three games and you had a sideboard and you were just you you essentially ha- you put tech options depending whether you're dealing with an aggro more aggro or a more control deck. I feel right. Yeah. Um. While while with um, with conquest, it's kind of like you you cut. It gets really interesting when you kind of know what the meta is and what people are doing. So people try to counter that, and people try to counter counter that by bringing lineup lineups to directly counter it. And the thing with conquest is, is you're only as good as your weakest deck. Yes, so every I, time you before. win with the deck, it disappears. Like you can't no longer use it. So it's mm. it's the best thing you can do is just make sure that whatever your weakest deck is, it still has like a 40, 45% win rate against whatever the other meta decks are. Um, and then uh, and then you just kind of hope for the best. Regardless, I think with this particular game, I don't know about you. I like there are times I feel like like my decision making really affects the outcome of the game. 
And then there are other times where I feel like the game kind of plays itself. I, I've encountered that when I've played, um, and I think it's just a matter of like aggro versus control. When I played aggro decks, I've definitely felt like I'm like, oh, okay, well, the, the curve is in my hand. I think that's the smartest play. I don't really see how... It's uh, it's more about through. when you attack and when you don't attack at that point, eh? That's like true, the, yeah. I mean, evaluate, yeah. but at that point, that's just... The, I don't know if that's the deck playing itself. That's like, you are still making uh, decisions. Like, there's a Well, no, I'll say, those are decisions you're making. You're, you're, the decisions... I feel like the game becomes, do I attack before I summon anything or play anything? Do yeah. I attack after I play one? Do I attack before I play this uh, the spell? Do I attack? You know, like those are the decisions you made. So I guess that's your kind of your, um, that's the 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 engagement, like the active part of like winning or losing games. Um, what I find is that because of the fact, especially with the three spell mana, um, like you can wait and hope that they use up stuff just so that you can like play whatever you're meaning to play without the worry of like someone countering it with a spell right mm-hmm. um but maybe maybe it is maybe it is because i'm not in the cycle of all the meta decks so i'm not used to what the opponent has so i think i i think a lot of the times we end up playing the game blind which i especially in hearthstone like i'll tell you this much in hearthstone like i know every matchup pretty much at least the big cards i have to watch out for in every matchup mm-hmm. um while in this game i will never know that or until turn or until I start participating or watching tournaments, I would never know that, right? And I mean, I think, there. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think credit to this game. I think it actually does just straight up have more of a diversity, like in. The, I mean, the the. I mean, yeah, yeah. Straight up, all of the colors are represented in the top five that I listed. Like they're all there. So, I mean, that's about as diverse as you can get. That's not like a, like in Hearthstone. There's always been a class that's like sort of the. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe Hearthstone the classes are so distinct that that it it means when you're playing against a certain class, you can kind of know exactly what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you take Legends of Ruterra, and it's like it's like I know some cards from these classes, but like what kind of deck are you about to pull out on me, right? Yeah. Um, so I mean, this yeah. So so yeah. I I guess I guess in that case, and the fact that you can combine each of the classes with any other class means that right away you're working with significantly more options, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you just mix and match. You have, you have, uh, so, so regardless, I, I just think, you, I think you're right that the diversity is there. So that actually might make Conquest even more interesting because it would mean that every deck is not just hard countered. Uh, like, because in Hearthstone, eventually you'd get really hard counters. Um, while in this game, I think everything would be significantly closer. Yeah, I'm. I know completely fair. I mean, even if you were to just for a conquest format, you were to just to take the top three decks that are currently like I'm just let's just say mid range bannerman can go Lucifers and Endure Spiders. Like in my head, each of those can win against the other, and they sort of all have tools to deal with each other. So I'll have to I have to look into that the Korean tournament that's happening. I know there's tournaments. I know there's community tournaments that happen uh, pretty regularly, but I wish there was a. Um, uh, there was a website called MTG Goldfish uh, for Magic the Gathering, which it has like every tournament that happens, they have a breakdown and stats for what decks are like represented the most, decks are represented the least, what has the highest win rate, which I think would be really useful in uh, like establishing a liquid, an actual meta. Like a Liquipedia or something type. Yeah, thing. or something like that. Even uh, too. So, that may be already there. But. 
Yeah, it might it might be. So I think I think for our next week we should definitely look into that. All right, that'd, next that'd next nice week will be the tournament the tournament episode. The tournament the, episode. The, the, the tournament arc. Uh, so yeah, the best arc. <laughs> absolutely. Um, speaking of speaking of tournament, speaking of playing competitively, how how have your competitive games been going? Man, I went on a wild ride. All right, so all right, let's hear. Uh, it. We, we you, I I said I'd do Poros last week, so I'm gonna do Poros. Um, I started with like Poros with like essentially, uh, is it um, not Demacia? Uh, uh, no, 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 the aggressive, the aggressive one, the uh, red. I, I, oh, I made this. Uh, Noxus, Noxus, Noxus. Noxus. We, we I made the both, same we thing last both, week. I know we made the exact same mistake. All good, all good. Um, so yeah, uh, Noxus with Poros from Freyliord, right? Like yes. Freyliord has to be your base if you're playing Poros. You just like it's like automatically Freyliord, automatically run Braum. Um, and so I just that deck was kind of working. Obviously, I'm running the one Trindomir that I have. Uh, it's a nice little finisher on top of. Yeah, it's a great card. Um, with um. So Noxus has the six mana, the uh, their champion. The, the I can describe it to you as describe I always it. do. Go for it, yeah. Uh, it's it's the champion six five with um, over overwhelm, overwhelm. Yeah, yeah, and then oh, turns Darius? into five. Darius? Darius, that's the one. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> coincidentally, Darius is so fun to play in League of Legends, the game itself, because you just bring people in. And oh yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, I'll say this much: yeah. So, so that was a lot of fun. But it eventually, it kind of just became like Poro. Like the Poros were just there. <laughs> so what? Yeah, describe to me what what is the Poro game plan for the deck? What is like what is? Well, the so, goal? So, okay, with that version of the deck, like honestly, it was like. It just, it really just felt like the Poros were just like uh, <coughs> usable unit, like units that you just like throw out as fodder. I mean, I think so that you didn't that, die and then you just attack with the Noxus units. That may be what they're supposed, I think that's what they're in the game for because they are like, they're represented across all the colors. However, they're represented obviously in Freljord a little bit more. Um, but like all of the, so the, the, uh, what's it called the cycle of poros like the noxus poro is just a one one with challenger the piltovrens on poro is a one one with elusive uh the freljord poro is a one one that when it's summoned create a random one cost poro from any region uh ionian so, one is uh, quick attack i'll say this much the the noxus poro is the one that's a challenger so that was nice yeah. at least i could draw that that is a, that's it that's probably i think the best keyword out of out of them all but but that was actually really successful that was not bad um, but eventually I was like, I could literally just play my more Noxus aggressive deck that I was playing last week um, over it. Um, but eventually, um, I think what I found is like, if I got decks, especially Demacia would do a lot, mm-hmm. would just like overstat what yeah. I had going. Um, so, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. So what I did is I made Demacia and Freljord Poro nice. deck. And this deck actually worked. Um, because the, the high statted, um, uh, Demacian cards that kind of let me get through the early game is while you kind of build your poros in the background. And the biggest thing is knowing when to use your, your, the burst, uh, the poros snacks, three yeah, mana, yeah. poros plus one, one. So you yeah. kind of kept it in hand and you like it, it actually worked because 
I think the goal was to surprise the person that they think they have it. Like they go to block and then they're like, nah, all my Poros are stronger now. Is um, is the finisher, are you running harder the fluffed? No. Oh, okay. Right. No, well, that card I, mean, I feel is card. so... That's the card. <laughs> no. The card. That's such a dead card early game. Oh my goodness. But it's a, um, in theory, it's supposed to be the finisher. It's not the finisher though. It's, it's... <laughs> It, I have more success literally just running Poro Snacks. And, um, like, if you have, uh, and if you get Braum going, just having like five, five Poros with Overwhelm. Yeah. That uh, seem good. Th- like, it, that, that's kind of what it becomes. But I think the bigger thing is because they become so beefy and you get the, uh, the herder to, to, like, cycle them to, like, get more and more of them. Mm-hmm. So you are running. I think the that's herder. on it. No, it, it, later on, the herder actually really helps. Let's just say it's a low uh card um econ shall we say like you got um you know everyone's running low on cards and then you summon this three four herder that gets you two poros but at that point they're either two two three three or four four right that's true um, that's actually pretty and good so, so it 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 keeps pressure on so the hoarder isn't that bad um i think i i'm running with demacia one of the, the three three that gives you the uh the six mana spell the Nemosian soldier that like gives you the six mana spell that gives yes the, uh, the that gives all your units plus about. three plus three. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I I know the card you're talking about. Um, okay, okay, so like so that's another nice card because if you what the one thing with Poros is you can really fill the board quickly. Um, so that card becomes that three mana soldier uh, becomes really helpful um, because that kind of gives you a little bit of a finisher. I am also running. I, well, actually, I don't know if I'm running in this particular version of the deck. But remember the card we were talking about the uh, the seven mana the last last week the seven the, the card that was changed. It's a seven mana that gives all your cards plus two, plus two and oh yes, realm. the tribal card. Yeah, that one. Is... So that card actually really helped out in the uh, Noxus version of the deck. Um, because that was a nice finisher for that one. Um. I actually don't know if I'm currently running in this version of the deck. I'll have to actually check. But regardless, I think the deck goes 50-50, at least in the gold rank I'm in that right now. So, Okay, for those um, going crazy at home, the 7-mana card is Pack Mentality, and the uh, <laughs> other card was uh, Vanguard Sergeant, who creates a 4-Demacia. That's, that's what those cards are. I, I, I love how people like just... I, I just see the whole game as an Excel spreadsheet. I think that's really... That's fair. I, I see it through the art. And I think I see it through the art more than I see it through the names. That That's where my memory lies. You probably have the effects like built in more. Yeah. Okay. Regardless. So that that was my big adventure. I, it was it was at least passable. So I'll, I'll give it that much. And then um, I went on a crazy thing of, of uh, the Nox... Trying to make it like a Noxus control deck, but I didn't have... Uh, is it Valdemir? Yeah, Vladimir. Val- yeah. Val- is it Vladimir or is Vladimir? Yeah, it's Vladimir. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have Vladimir, but I essentially made a deck that like had all those units that like if they do one damage, like it boosts the unit or it can like summon copy into your hand. The crimson and, cycle, yeah. Yeah, a whole bunch of crimson. It was it was it was a lot of fun actually. I think it was the most fun I had with the game because it was like you could do so much and like bounce stuff. And then all of a sudden you just have like all this value in your hand. Like you're mm-hmm. playing there. There are times you have like eight cards. Is there a maximum amount of cards in your hand? I actually don't. Uh, yeah, there is. There is. Um, after what, I think, you know it, what is? I think, is it 10? I, I want to say 10, but I, I know there is because I have gone to a point where I drew enough cards and then I drew a card and it, it, it 
disappear okay, like, towards ten. the hub. Ten it is. I, I don't think I actually got to ten, but like I'll get like eight, nine cards, and it's actually a lot of fun because then you're just you actually get to play control, but it's it's the kind of control I like where it's not like you're just trying to survive. It's like no, I'm gonna like outvalue really quickly by doing all these cards that synergize together. Um, so that was another uh, big experiment I did, and then. <laughs> The last thing I did a lot of things this week. If you haven't noticed, with this it's game. true, yeah, it was good. Uh, last thing was um, I I got one Teemo. <laughs> oh, and so uh, I tried to I made some pretty crazy Teemo decks. Unfortunately, the most successful one was the one that I just combined with the the, the Isles. Uh, yeah, Shadow Isles. And was that uh, successful just... because of Teemo or because of Shadow Isles? It was, well, it was still successful with Teemo, but like. You couldn't like Timo actually helped you. There were, there were points in the game, but it'd be like Timo would just like help you whittle them down and, and win. But it wasn't because of those things. A significantly more fun deck was me trying to do Timo with that one Karma. Um, and while I did not <laughs> win too much, uh, if you can get to 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 uh, ten mana and um, plant. Uh, like have three or four, um, like uh, plant the mushrooms, right? Yeah, the one the mana five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plant five. So, well, five, which yeah. which you have with all the like the, the all the cards that enable team. Obviously, I'm running this deck, right? Yeah. Um. So if you're able to do that with karma on the field, that's enlightened. <laughs> and then they just have like, I I think I lost a game, but I was able to still do this movement, which was really fun. Regardless, I think at some point the guy had like twenty cards, um, but about like hundred and forty. <laughs> shrooms in his deck and i'm like if it was one more turn i would have won it that yeah because um, i feel like to get that combo off by the time you can it's like the game should have been over realistically but, but that's why like what i was trying to do is create cards that would keep me alive long enough for them to draw more cards um mm-hmm. i don't think they have a lot of cards that make the opponent draw uh, i don't believe so i don't think i i think that might be that like a sort of mill archetype would be something that they would put in in a future set though i don't think that's a thing in this in this current set yeah if if you're doing a mill archetype i could see that with like a, a teemo and and karma and whatever and all of a sudden like they draw five cars after that and they just die right? yeah like <laughs> which yeah which that's, that's actually pretty brutal i wonder if there's any yeah because there's no any there's no anti shroom tech as soon as they're in the deck that that's you've got no options you just better have heals or you better have won the game so yeah i wonder how they would counter that or like how they would create cards that tech against it unless they make something super narrow like three mana like clear all shrooms in your deck or something like that i'll say though it doesn't feel like there's any deck that can um that can be like the most control decks have finishers that start happening around that 10 mana right that's fair yeah Uh, so so it doesn't feel like there's any deck that can survive long enough that's just like you can't just have a control deck it just it just controls i feel like every other deck especially the decks that are meta decks will just have a finisher that it's like oh ezreal is hitting me two for face repeatedly now you know or Mm -hmm. uh you know a bunch of tourists come up and the point is the point is like i guess it really you know it's funny it really works against decks that are trying to draw a lot of cards (laughs) So, so I guess it's good, but it doesn't like actually directly counter those because those are usually pretty aggressive decks. Um, so I, I don't know. Regardless, I had a lot of fun, but I, I won't 
I haven't made a successful deck that's uh, good enough to, to actually win a lot of games with. That's not Tamo. Well, hey, you should include Heart of the Fluffed, and perhaps after that, Heart of the Fluffed, uh, the uh, the one that combines all your combines all your Tamos. If it dies, does the, the Poros go back? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, then it's then it's it's no. <laughs> did you did you run Iceborne Legacy? That was another one that was supposed to improve the the team archetype. Iceborne Legacy. Which one's that? This it's a slow. It's a five mana slow spell that grants an ally and all allied copies of it everywhere plus two plus two. So, like I said, I think last week, I think I I had I'd have more success running that that seven mana uh pack mentality yeah 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 pack mentality it's it's I, interesting because i mean that one the only thing you would cast out on is a mighty poro like that's the only poro that you're you're infinitely generating so to speak <laughs> i don't know are, are you running main main deck copies of mighty poro uh yeah are, yeah yeah okay all right interesting well it just i think if you're gonna go poro like you might as well go all in i mean a three three with overload is it's it's still statted pretty like it might be slightly understated but as soon as you get one snack you're good that's true yeah that's good that's good that you got the uh you you decided to i mean i, I don't remember what exactly the arc was if you decided to make poros because of last week's update but yeah that four to three change for poros next oh it's it's very... different if you can especially have two in hand oh my goodness <laughs> can you swing the board they don't even like especially if you save up because poros are so cheaply costed so you have like a board of poros and then you just you go to attack and they just block as if everything's normal all of a sudden all the poros go up plus two plus two like it's just oh it's wonderful also having making sure you have three mana in hand why like when they use spells and stuff and your poros all of a sudden just don't die now. Oh, there's so much. There's a lot of play that you can do that I actually really like with that one card. So, I I am very confident that because the poros are like so ingrained in uh, like a lot of the promotional material related to League of Legends and Riot and Legends of Runeterra, I'm confident that they're gonna get support in future, uh, in future sets. A hundred percent. You know, not gonna lie, the. Uh... I think it be, maybe because I've been uh, I, I'm like registered whatever for it or I don't know YouTube's targeting me with League of Legends uh, advertising for Teamfight Tactics and these commercials I have to say are hilarious they have like They're sing along well songs and like little cartoons oh I think they got a couple of content creators on YouTube that were already sort of doing that kind of thing and they just like contracted them to make an ad and they're just running that they're run, they're running that as an ad listen they're they're getting close dude. Very rarely would I ever install a game, but like, oh wow, that's a conversion. That's an actual. Me. That's an actual conversion. That's really impressive. That's. The... I, I haven't. No, no, no. I haven't bought it yet. But it's it's a definitely a lot closer than like a random, uh, I don't know, like a mobile game that they advertise on YouTube usually for me, right? Well, I'm personally an Underlords person, but Teamfight Tactics, I think it serves a different niche. They're both very very different in how they approach their um their gameplay, but. I mean that's auto battlers was like a whole other that was like that that was the thing that we I, I, I did you ever hop on that train just a sidebar a little bit? Nah, didn't get by them. Okay. Listen, well, I, I there's only so much I, I can do, and I have my games for fun, so it's true. Well, 
your games for fun will be more uh, fruitful in the future because of this update that is going to happen next Tuesday. So earlier this week on March 23rd, in uh, our current year that we're recording this in 2020, um, we got an update titled Adding More Agency to Progression. And basically this, I think we're reaching... So the, the the article starts with after two preview patches and now six weeks of open beta. It's been it's been only six weeks. That's crazy. It feels like it's been a lot longer. Um, I think we might be reaching the end of this beta period because this seems to be like a, uh, I don't know, this seems to be like one of the final updates they had to do before they actually ship the game. And I mean, the game has been out for now six weeks. They can, well, I think they but when I can start it. playing on my phone, I'm actually going to be really excited. So I mean, you can't, you can't. I've sent you the link. Okay, okay. I'm not, listen. Listen, I, I will wait. I will wait till the official release. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, the there was an update to uh, progression. Um, the biggest. So I guess let's just go into order. So the first one, um, the vault is now unlimited. Previously, you would be get to level 13 and that would be it. You would get your three platinum chests, which would contain an assortment of stuff. And in addition to that, if you would be if you would go after level ten, you would also be guaranteed one expedition token. Um, but beyond that, there would be no, I guess, further reason to play because the vault would be maxed out. Um, now that's not the case anymore. You the vault is now infinitely scaling, so you can play as many games a week as you want, and you'll get as many rewards. Obviously, there's going to be it's going to diminish over time, but still, there's there's always like uh, the next level to get to when it comes to the vault. Level uh, once you hit level two at the vault, it includes an expedition token, um, which was previously uh, awarded at level ten. Once you hit level five, it includes a random champion card. Um, so that's not a champion wilds card. That is a random champion card. And at level 10, and this is the biggest one and a new feature, it includes a champion wild card. Um, so previously what people would do, Flash, I don't know if you knew this, but in an expedition, you would be guaranteed, even if you lost every single game after starting it, you would be guaranteed one uh, champion wild card. Mm -hmm. So a what a lot of people would do is they would get their expedition token after finishing the vault. They would queue up into an expedition and they would just spam lose all the games just to get their one champion wild card because they were obviously constructed players uh this led to the meta of if you wanted to play expedition legitimately you should be playing it on the tuesday because that is when people are going to be queuing into expedition to lose a bunch so it's more <laughs> advantageous for that so that has now been replaced smartly because that was a little silly um, and then, yeah, beyond level 13, unlock additional unlimited capsules, each of which contain at least three rares and two commons with a chance to upgrade an epic or a champion capsule. So how, how far have you been getting your vault every week? I'm curious. Uh, I, I actually don't know what the vault level like. I don't I just look at what you don't pay um, attention to it at all. No, no. I like what rank it is as opposed to like what level is, if that makes sense. Um, oh, like the uh, the color of the chests that you yeah, get. So. Basically. But usually I'll be around platinum, so I don't know what level that is. I haven't been because when you when you win daily, um, you you get six hundred XP for your first win, and then you would I think you get like four hundred, then two hundred, and then it would be like it would greatly diminish. And I used to be really good about getting my like one win a day, um, but that win only happens in PvP, and sometimes I just don't have the time. I have time in the day to do an AI game. Um, but I don't have the time to do like a regular game, especially with a lot of the games now. They go they go significantly longer than I think they used to. Um, so I, I would I think these days I usually reach eleven, twelve, uh, which is mm -hmm. the second and uh, first to last level. And 
I don't have you gotten okay, so have you but you've been paying attention to the stuff you unlock from the vaults, right? Yes. Do you have you been getting champion cards? Not really, honestly. <laughs> yeah, same. It's actually not guaranteed. Uh, it's actually not guaranteed to get anything. You can get no epics and you can get no champions from the vault. And in fact, a lot of people complain about that online because so it's that, so that's why random. they're changing it here. That's what that is why they're changing it here. It is more it is more consistent. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, it's, it's a good change. It's a good change. I mean, previously, like I think for a lot of players, I mean, this shouldn't be the case, but I think when when somebody caps out on the things that they can gain in a game, uh, they just stop playing because they feel like uh what's the reason of playing like because you don't you never consider like fun to be the reason you always want to i don't know i guess we live in a time where a lot of video games there's a lot of you have to have progression on on everything so well you can't not have progression though i agree i mean we had (laughs) exactly the huge case there and they had to add it afterwards but i mean i but i it's, it's an unfortunate situation because I feel like you shouldn't need to because it's like, hey, if the game is fun, you should play for the reason the game is fun. But I think everyone's been kind of spoiled with like, oh, everything is like a level. Everything is like working towards the next big thing. So when a game is a void of that, it just it just feels emptier, which uh, I I'll, I'll say this much. I think especially more than anything, um, now that games are there's so many of them. Like it's so oversaturated. True, true. It like you can't just make a game and pe- expect people to play the game for the sake of the game anymore. As Which sad, is sad as that is, that is very sad. Um, I mean, like, like what what game that's come out in the last ten years? Do you like honestly? So for the game, like, there's some games I'll play like over time slowly. So like that's that's different. But like games where you like you tried it and then like you didn't touch it again for five years and you're coming back to. It. The only game I can think of honestly for me um is is like uh the the breath of the wild legend of zelda because i know i'm gonna i'm gonna one day go back to that game and i'm gonna really enjoy it however because the game is that quality age, age of empires your other your other podcast would you <laughs> yeah, say that's the same it's it's very okay so that one's very interesting because i think i think i treat both age of empires and starcraft as the same thing in some ways that's, um i guess so kind of similar well, they're both uh, real-time strategy games. Like yeah. that's they are they are the two games from the genre that I most like to enjoy playing. Um, and so, um, I think the cool thing is like I, I got back into watching some StarCraft, and so now um, with the Age of Empires thing, it's kind of my way of playing an RTS. Like it kind of gets back gets me back into it. Um, it's it's tough though because I I actually don't. S- well, I, 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 you definitely didn't listen to the newest episode, but I, it, I kind of got to that weird burnout point oh. where, um, a lot, especially the first, cause I was playing the first one, which is not a game that I'd played before. So it was a remake of the first one. It's a HD version of the first one. And this game, it, I really enjoyed it. Um, but the campaign started becoming, they, they were kind of built off the fact that the gameplay itself will be good enough to get you through it interesting does that make sense okay. it's just yeah, like it random sense. it's like well because every historical scenario especially the future games in that franchise like if they're doing like a plot line in, in a, ca- a campaign it's usually like following one figure around notable events in that person's life um but the campaigns in the original game are kind of like 
let's look look over the whole of the Egyptian Empire, and then like every mission happens like a hundred years apart, and has no real continuity to each other. Um, and so, to get around that, like you'll get a couple missions that are interested, and they're actually like kind of more designed to steer you one way, and those are actually the better missions, because um, a lot of the other missions will just become okay, generic game, like you might as well just do a random game, you know, instead of the, mm-hmm. the mission. Right. Um, and it interesting to the, I guess to the point, like uh, legends of Ruterra currently, if there was no progression system, like um, I'm still really enjoying the game right now. Like, I, I think that's the one thing I'll say is that um, despite the fact that like, Oh, it's, it's very nice to definitely get the new cards. And I think the progression is good for the sake of the, getting more of the deck. Mm. Um, um and yeah, it's, it's really more, it's just like, how long am I going to be able to uh, sustain my enjoyment of the game? Currently, I just really enjoy it. Like, I go in, I think of a new deck concept. And honestly, I think the, the best thing is that um, that was the part that I never had in Hearthstone. Um, I never really bothered with Hearthstone. And in this game, I'm really kind of embracing that, like, random deck building aspect of the game. That's good. That's totally awesome. I think uh, I think for me, the only, the only time I actually... Uh, or I can say I play a game for the pure joy of it without any sort of that has no like dopamine mechanics like uh, like progression. It's probably like stuff that's associated with nostalgia. So for me, that's like Roller Coaster Tycoon Two or like some like other old tycoon <laughs> oh, games that. or like stuff Talk like Raceway. Oh, very nice. Uh, and like stuff like for more recently, it's just like I get VR games for me. It's just like those games are just fun just because they're I don't know. It's like a new thing, and like I go back to playing old games, and it's still I don't know. It's still fun, but. I mean, yeah, with Runeterra, I think also it's just like it's a new, it's still a new thing for me. Like I, I, st- I consider, I know I said I probably can't say it's like a new game anymore, but I still consider this like a brand new. Uh, I mean, it's only been six months out of the you know however many years that I've been alive for, so it's still it's like a very very small percentage of it that's like at the tail end of it, so it's still pretty new. But I mean, I think in the end, uh, what this change, and I think we both I think agreed with our points is like what this change will like make it i think more people will will play it more they'll have more of a reason to just because that number will will be there which will help because you want to complete the collection like regardless like you rather yeah i think especially even if you are a really competitive like person like um you you'll have more fun with the game if you have more options for deck building or at Mm -hmm. least you can look up the meta decks and you can be like well i can actually build these now right Exactly. And they they talked about this in their update, which um, I mean, their original goal with limiting the gains the way they did was they wanted people they wanted to force people to experiment and not build the meta decks. But the effect that it had, and I think this was talked about a different podcast, which is where I'm getting it from, um, is that uh, despite that goal, what it actually ended up happening is people uh saved their cards even more they saved their wild cards even more and they only used it on the uh meta decks because <laughs> they felt like they mattered more they felt like they only had this like limited resource they should spend it on the meta which deck is so weird of... to... well i mean people i guess people are taking this game really competitively and i think i'm True. really enjoying this game because i made i actively decided not to take it competitively despite the fact i'm still ranking up somehow but um yeah i think it's I a maintain... good thing that, get, that gives us more to talk about personally <laughs> I yeah, the I think I think that's the nice thing that that I'm very much enjoying, but I'll say this much I and I've said this before, but I I think there are times I'll make mistakes, but they're mistakes because of what I don't know the opponent has. And I feel like I'm still getting like a lot of players I'm still playing against 
are running these like meta decks and they're winning because it's a meta deck, but then they'll make certain plays where I'm like, I I don't see their logic in the play. Yeah, because you know I mean? because they're because they're not used to what you're playing. Are, are well, you that, saying that or that is true as well. But I I think the one thing that I I think I figured out in general what the right play is, um, like to, in a lot of situations. And to me, it always bamboozles me when someone doesn't do that play that I think is the right play. And it, and it's, I don't know whether it's because I don't understand the game <laughs> or mm. whether I'm actually playing against players that, um, like you've said, like these are players that still technically are not the top of this game, right? They're, they haven't really, the ins and outs, and they're just chosen meta deck and they're playing it, right? I think I think it might be maybe it might be a little bit of both. I know for a fact that I mean in uh just like taking my experience like Magic the Gathering, like that's a game that where most people are usually running a sort of meta deck, but as soon as somebody brings a homebrew that hap- happens to be like a little bit competitive, it can throw a lot of people off guard, which is like well, really fun to, to watch. Expect, exactly, yeah. Them, yeah. Which is I think a really really fun thing when it's actually a homebrew, when it's actually something janky and crazy, but it's competitive um because that then it just like i think that then people i think lose all balance because like i don't know if you're facing someone with a starter deck you're like oh okay well this is fine and you're like confident in all your plays you're like it's gonna the, the value is just better but like when when it's when it's something that you haven't seen before and it's like working before your very eyes and you're like oh god this i i don't know but no well i i think that's that's what i'm saying is like i feel like i understand certain things about the game um like we we're talking about life i think another thing that i'm really starting to get in this game is like there are times, especially against certain decks, where like you have to make the bad trade to just stay alive because yeah. the game goes so quickly. Um, you can't just always go for value, especially as more and more decks have clears. It's like value trading, but then you have like one health units that are going to get killed by a spell, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's an inevitability. Um, but yeah, so that was, yeah, the Vault Rewards, just stuff that it basically goes on for infinite, gives you, I guess, more of a reason uh, to play, and it's just more rewards in total and includes that champion wild card, so you're going to be getting two champion cards, one that you get to pick, one that you don't get to pick, so that's a good change. In line with that sort of, I guess, unlimited Vault Rewards theme, you can now actually earn unlimited XP. Um, so previously the case you would be getting uh 400 i believe it was 400 or 500 xp for your first one of the day and then it would greatly diminish um i don't remember if you're you may have reached a point i think after 10 wins or like 20 losses where you would be getting no xp after uh every game yes okay (laughs) fair enough Uh, great and so but now the change is that you actually can earn unlimited xp pvp wins in normal slash ranked and expeditions net you at least 200 and 100 base xp respectively every time so you can just play as much as you want now and that'll be the static amount and that'll contribute to uh whatever uh region road you're on or you know your vault as well so I think mm-hmm. that's just an objectively good change. I don't think that's. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that can be bad. Um, the other one that's the that's uh, associated with that change is AI wins will always provide at least 50 XP going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've gotten to like, is it? Have you gone to the wins zero XP, or have you gone to the losses or both? Um, what do you remember? From I've that? gotten both honestly. They had one okay, game. Wow. One session. That's a lot, that's a lot of both. games. That's yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, the other change, and now this is the 
I, I to me this was the most significant change because this was the most interesting part of the game to me when it first came out you can now purchase unlimited wild cards there is no longer a weekly stock in the store now i this might be this might be a change that doesn't change the game for uh for like any people like if you're just if you're a free-to-play player nothing changes for you um because i think at this point everybody that wanted a meta deck probably has a meta deck. So there's no sort of, you don't have to feel like you're, if you've been playing since the start, you don't have to feel like you're behind. Um, but one thing, and this is, this is talked about a lot. And I think we talked about it in the first and probably like our first episode, a lot of streamers, when they gave this game a shot, um, when they saw that they couldn't just purchase their way to an interesting deck and they had to play it, they just, they, they, they signed off on it. They just decided not to play. And some people say that that was like the reason that the current Twitch, I'm not saying Twitch viewership means anything about a game, but people are saying that that is the reason why the Twitch viewer numbers are as low as they are. What are, what are your thoughts on that flash? Uh, like I, I like this change because it means that like those people that are going to want the, like from, from a, streamers perspective i get it because they want to be like let me make the most interesting deck but what would end up happening is all the streamers would just be the highest ranked people because they could you know take every in theory just take every good deck and and always play it so i don't think it from a streamer perspective i get it because they're trying to be interesting for like they don't they don't don't just want to play the game they want to actually make interesting decks for their uh viewers and they can justify the purchase right Mm -hmm. a lot of the time um I think now it's fine. If anything, because people wanted it, now it's going to be an even better change for the people that are playing the game that did want this, because it's like a like a delayed gratification, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It doesn't change me. Like I'm going to try to make this free to play as long as I can. Um, like I said, if there's a an official Riot um, tournament type thing that they do once the game's officially released. Uh, maybe i'll get more serious about it then and maybe this will be a change that that will like i'll be willing to put in a bit of money yeah uh yeah i think i completely agree uh one of the problems i guess if the old economy if the now old economy system had a problem is that it didn't necessarily appeal to everyone but the people that it didn't appeal to was whales uh this fixes that (laughs) this is a very easy thing to fix i don't know if you want to appeal to whales i mean i don't see why you wouldn't i think from a business position this is oh, like 100% the smartest from thing yeah the, the fact like... mm-hmm. but the fact that like and I, I said this before the fact that there was a situation where there were people like asking to give like more money and to purchase more stuff and they were physically unable to like that that's that's like a bizarre thing like some some sort of upper management probably like ran downstairs and was like what's what is going on people are people are tweeting at me to be able to spend more money and they can't or something like that like that. That must, that must well, it's that. it's so interesting too because like right now it feels like the game is going to be very much like free to play for those who want to grind it out. Yeah. Um. And so, so I like that because it means like those people that are going to be willing to spend the money, spend the money. You know. <laughs> for sure. I and this thankfully that a change like that comes with all of these other changes, which make it so that um everybody gets more stuff so it's not like this is this is a good change for people that want to pay but this is also has a lot of good changes for people that uh play free with the unlimited vault rewards and limited uh xp so 
I mean, uh, across the board, I think it's just a good change. Uh, the only other thing that is happening in this update is entries now going to be 2,000 shards or 2,000 coins. Um, uh, people will be reimbursed some of the value lost from existing tokens in your inventory because of this. Um, and the other stuff, uh, additionally, along with the first new set of cards and new region later this year. So that's actually an Whoa, interesting thing. That's, that's already that's, coming up. Yeah, that's a, it says later this year. We don't have a date, I believe so, but uh i'm new region that's kind of an that's kind of interesting i don't think we've actually ever talked about the possibility of a new region i'm so like locked into the the hearthstone magic the gathering mindset of like oh okay this many classes this many colors that's just going to be it moving forward how do you well what are your every expansion is going to be a new region oh my goodness is this game but i don't think I, that's going to happen <laughs> i'll say this much though like the amount like i said the amount of like creation that i can create just by taking two classes like I just, I don't even, I don't even, like, it feels like there's almost infinite possibilities. Like, yes, there's some core things that I feel like a lot of decks are structured around, but, like, I haven't even touched a lot of what the game has to offer yet. So, a new region's like, oh, well, that's, like, seven regions, so, but plus, you know, the de the decks combined with the other. Like, that's so much, six, seven different archetypes, I guess, to play around with. And we don't even know, like, the actual archetypes, like, excluding mm -hmm. uh, the, the class colors. So, yeah. No, I, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's. I think it's going to be good. I, yeah, if they actually do a new region, every, I mean, it depends, I guess, how often they release it. But, yeah, that seems like a lot of, if they, if they actually do 1%, that seems like a lot. But I think to start out with, that probably won't be that bad. Um, yeah, I am curious to see what... I feel like all sort of card game archetypes have been represented so far in the regions that we have currently. So I'm interested to see what uh, archetype that would be itself. But I, I think that something that's interesting with digital card games, and like a paper card game, you have the set that comes out, it comes out, and a meta develops from it. And because you can't digitally alter any of the cards, that's just the way the meta is going to be. You know, maybe you can ban some cards, but that's about it. You just have to wait till the next set comes out. In theory, with a digital card game, you could just have one set and endlessly balance it. So the meta like either changes or like fixes or however you want it to be. But because that's what we've seen, like the meta that is currently is completely different from the meta that was in week one, you know, albeit partially maybe some due to economy stuff but like yeah i completely agree with you there's still like so much stuff to explore and i'm sure there's like a lot of stuff that has been like unexplored like people have been trying to make vladimir decks for like for months now especially with the new like crimson changes and i mean that's still like a whole other type of deck that just is like waiting to be you know pushed forward so yeah no that's crazy that's there's a lot of a lot of potential still left in the game and something that, yeah, I am also excited to see. So these changes will be going live on March 31st with patch 0. Uh, 0.03. Um, and yeah, uh, so I guess just to read, actually to go back and read the change, the basically the changes, um, XP boost levels on region roads. These levels will increase any XP you gain towards unlocking them, accelerating your progress through the earlier part of the road and allowing new plus returning players to catch up quickly. So basically it, it will accelerate a little bit better. So if you're, I guess, behind perhaps the general curve of all players when it comes to a region road, you'll be uh, catching up more. And that's to help new players that are getting in just today. They won't feel as behind or at least they'll 100%. be accelerated to get to, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think that's just a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that is that. That is the patch update, and I think that's our episode. Is there anything else you wanted to get to, Flash? No, that was great. Uh, 
uh, quick shout out to Miffy and Paint. I'm just going to throw it in here. Miffy and Paint, show. thank you so much. I love it. Um, as usual, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to help the show out, tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes. That actually does help. Uh, Flash has just a assortment of other podcasts if you if you can't get enough of him uh do, do you want to describe some of those uh assortment of other podcasts well the age of empires one is uh you know i mean i guess surprisingly and un, unsurprisingly doing quite well so um Ooh. it's currently started as a like oh sorry i should just give the name uh, age of empires the definitive podcast if you're into age of empires um i have uh asap weekly rocket league podcast if you're into rocket league and excellent um is that it i i think oh oh of course of course the if you are into a car games and you're in it for the long haul uh the artifact super awesome podcast will at some point be back so it will be back it will be back very sooner than people i think think and it's gonna shake the the card game industry to its core a hundred percent we do three or four episodes and then we're probably back to just doing this show only. hundred <laughs> percent. Don't worry though. If you're a Legends of Ruterra fan, we'll be doing Legends of Ruterra episodes as well. So d- don't yeah, worry that's about true. It. I think yeah, I think this one's gonna stick. Around. And I think Legends of Ruterra is gonna stick around for a while. I don't think it'll go. I don't think it'll go the way. I think if anything, it. it feels like the company's definitely behind it a lot more. So hundred percent. All right, and yeah, I think that's a good place to end it on. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.